Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 146. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I can't tell you how excited I am to be with you here today. So thank you so much for joining us. Now, as always, before we get started, I have to tell you about our sponsor for this show. Our sponsor for today's broadcast is Team Podcast, and Team Podcast is a one-stop shop for all of your essentially podcast support tasks. So really anything that you need done To help in the production of your podcast, Team Podcasts can do it. Now, we've had a great time helping our brand new clients, and we are really excited about making a difference in their podcast. So if you need help, it's a better way to get help. It's one price, one package. You get everything you need for one low monthly fee. And the bottom line is we say yes to anything that you need to get done, and we don't nickel and dime you. So simply go to teampodcast.com, get all the information you need, and get in touch with us. Let us know how we can help you, because we're here waiting to help you. Don't sit there and silently suffer from podcast overwhelm. So go to teampodcast.com. Now, to get into today's episode, I got two things for you today, and I wanted to um, let you know a couple of updates about the pier. Of course, we ha- can't forget about the pier. And I um, want to let you know how things are going down there. And the crazy week I had last week, it... Can you believe I'm back to dealing with the low, no liquid nitrogen issue again? And it, it's true. I... Um, called last Thursday, Wednesday, uh, to get liquid nitrogen. And I said, hi, I'm kind of want to see if I could come by and get some liquid nitrogen today. And she said, well, actually, no, you can't. And it's not that we don't have liquid nitrogen, but we've been out of it. And the people that are waiting for it have been waiting for a week. So I have some, but I have to get their deliveries done tomorrow first. And then once they get taken care of, because they've been waiting a week for it, then I can get you filled. And I said, well, that's fine. So what do I need to do? She said, well, I'll put you on the list for the end of the deliveries tomorrow because he can stop back by on his way back down the Keys and hit your location and fill you up. I said, great. She said, if there's enough left. And I said, oh, gosh. <laughs> so um, so anyway, we, we made a deal that she would call me throughout the day and let me know if once he delivered everything, uh, apparently they had an issue where they got two or three cylinders in and some of them were already halfway blown off. And so they weren't really sure that they had enough to fill the deliveries they needed and have any extra. So I waited the next day, and I didn't hear anything till by about 1 o'clock, so I decided to give a call. And I called, and I said, hi, I just want to make sure I was still on the list to get some liquid nitrogen. She said, oh, no, um, the driver actually got hurt and didn't get to complete his deliveries. So, <laughs> so we have the truck and everything back here, um, but the driver's going to be out for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, then can I come there and get some liquid nitrogen since your delivery customers couldn't get it? I'd like to get it. Well, I don't have anyone here that can fill your tank because I can't fill them. 
I know. I, you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. How do you do business this way? I don't understand why there's no cross-training going on. It just makes no sense with a location that has only two employees that both of those employees could not single-handedly at least run that location and can and conduct business. But that's not my circus and not my monkeys, so I, I don't have any control over that. So she said, let me see what I can do about getting somebody here tomorrow to see if he's either he's going to be here or someone else can be here tomorrow to fill it up. So I said, well, let me know, because if not, I have got to run to Miami to get liquid nitrogen, because by now I was out and had been out of work for two days. So finally, uh, we made a deal, and I called her late Thursday afternoon, and she said, um, call me first thing in the morning, 9 o'clock, I'll know by then whether I'm going to have somebody here for the day. And she said, I'm going to be by myself, so if you don't get me answering the phone, leave a message with the answering service, and they email me, and I get that message quicker. So I said, not a problem. So, of course, you know, my uh, I set me a timer for 9 o'clock that next morning, so I would know, ding, 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 oh, it's time to call. So I start calling. Of course, I get the answering service, so what do I do? I leave a message, give all my information, and... Um, you know, another hour, hour and a half goes by. By now it's 1030. And I thought, well, I'm going to call every hour until I get a response. I mean, I'm a desperate woman here. Got to get to work. And so um, anyway, called in about 1030, found out, no, I'm sorry, not going to have anyone here today. Of course, I only got that because I called back and um, got to the point where I uh, realized I had to go to Miami. I had to go to Miami to get liquid nitrogen. So I took every tank I had, got in the car, drove to Miami. Now, by now, it's, uh, you know, 1130 before I'm leaving the Keys to go to Miami and get liquid nitrogen on a holiday weekend, get back into the Keys. And so, again, now I had knocked out Friday night for working. So the bottom line is I had several nights last week where I was unable to get down there on the pier because of liquid nitrogen, but um, I got back down for the weekend, and we've been having some really good nights. I've uh, finally broken the $300 night on um, some several nights, and so um, things are good on the pier. People are there. People are buying. Um, lots of vendors are there. And so uh, it's really good right now. So things are moving along exactly like I would hope they would. And um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. So I can't tell you how good it is to go down and be busy all night and have people absolutely thrilled about my uh, ice cream. And on a side note, I had a, um, a business dinner last Monday night where I uh, was meeting with some friends that um, own a business. And they've kind of been instrumental in helping me be on the creative side of my business and they had their business clients in and they uh, were hosting this dinner party and I said well let me bring something and they're like oh no we've got all the food covered I'm like well hey let me bring ice cream and let me make some ice cream for everyone and there was about 15 people there probably and after the meal we went out on the deck and cleared out cleared out the big table and I just sat there making ice cream and people were thrilled they could they thought it was delicious they couldn't believe how you can do that and we even came up with a uh, crazy flavor so we now have bacon chocolate chip ice cream on the menu and people are trying it and everyone that tries it loves it and so um, it's just something uh, completely unique and completely different and that's the thing you know when you give people an experience that they can't have anywhere else for $5, they're probably going to go ahead and take advantage of it. So uh, that's been a lot of fun as well. So it's it's great 
right now on the pier were starting to be as busy as I had hoped during the busy season. So meanwhile, while that's going on in the background, I also have Team Podcast where I am completely busy and our team is really busy getting everything done for our first clients that we've brought on board and what a difference it makes whenever these clients have a team that they can just turn everything over to and they just dump it on us and we happily say, yes, we can do that and we get it done. And so it's a great thing for there. But today I wanted to introduce you to the brand new uh, direction that I'm going to, well, the, the kind of the uh, next few episodes we're going to walk through, uh, podcasting for local. And this is something, you know, I've had a heart for local, uh, was the reason I started this podcast is because I love local business. And I think local business is absolutely the key to building a thriving community, is having prosperous local businesses there that can turn around and keep money in the community, keep people in the community employed, and really provide a great service for a community. And so that's why I love local business. And one of the things that I feel very compelled about is that podcasting being much more mainstream now than it even was when I started a year and a little bit, I guess a year and a half ago, um, people are becoming more and more comfortable with podcasting and podcasting is taking on a life of its own. There are now podcasting series, like you would have a series on television. There is now podcasting that is coming out with uh, storytelling. And if you haven't listened to the podcast serial, don't hate me for turning you on to it because you're going to find you have to listen to it. So uh, it's a great, well, well done podcast. But again, it's something different than this type of podcast that I'm doing for you. So the whole thing is podcasting is being used as a medium for multiple things in the same way that television and radio have been used for the last umpteen years, right? Or scores of years, I should say. So The bottom line is I am very, very convinced that local businesses can use podcasts in order to really develop their own cult following, so to speak, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but they want to develop their raving fans and develop their tribe and really connect with their people. And so podcasting is the best way to do that, and it's so effective, it's so affordable, And it really gives you a chance to have your own show, so to speak, for your business. And so what I'm going to do in the next few episodes is really talk about uh, how each type of local business can use podcasting as part of their main marketing campaigns. I envision podcasting being both an internal marketing campaign and sort of an external marketing campaign. And I feel like the early adopters in this local realm of podcasting are going to be the ones that really kind of set the bar. And as creative as they can be and as integrated with their customers as they can be, the benefit they're going to have is completely at their bottom line. They're going to see impact from it. So let me kind of tell you what I envision. And this is how it's going to lay, be laid out. We have I have courses that I'm developing. And the very first one is, that we're going to do, and we'll get into the, the specifics of this next week, 
is a podcast, local restaurant guide to local podcasting. Let me say it that way. It's just very concise. It's the restaurant's guide to local podcasting. And in that guide, I'm going to walk you step by step for how to, if you have a restaurant or you own a restaurant or you know of a restaurant that could benefit from this, um, this is going to be a course. Uh, I'm going to offer all of the content free. There will be some additional video tutorials and things like that that I will put um, for a nominal charge. And it's essentially going to give you all the tools and equipment you need to know in order to get your podcast started for your local restaurant. I would love, love, love to actually find a local restaurant that has the openness toward podcasting that would let me start a local podcast for their restaurant, kind of almost like as a test case. I do have a few friends that uh, have restaurants here in the Keys, and um, I will be approaching them and asking them about that. But until then, until I can get that going, I am going to be doing actually some test podcasts uh, and, and actually real-life podcasting examples for the restaurants with kind of fake content at this point. But the thing is, with a local business, the whole idea is that from start to finish, you know, local businesses, you you walk in them and you can, you know, you start with the door, you go in and you see these stickers on, on the door. They may even say their hours, they say their name of their company, they might even have their website and their phone number. So all your first experience with them is is branding and and their name and that sort of thing. Then you go on into the establishment and you might begin to see some internal signs. You see signs for their customers and things that specials they have going on. Uh, You go to the register. You might see um, a card there that says, uh, like us on Facebook. Or you might see something that says, sign up for our frequent reward card or, you know, do you have a punch card or whatever the the business does to promote customer loyalty. Um, You also might see, I was in a restaurant yesterday where I saw um, the little TripAdvisor cards where it was encouraging people to give them a review on TripAdvisor, which I think is fantastic. But all of those things are referring people to, let's just say, properties on the web that that restaurant doesn't own. The restaurant doesn't own TripAdvisor, and they can't really control TripAdvisor. The restaurant doesn't own Facebook. Now, they have a Facebook account, but you know who who controls all the traffic there? Facebook does. And at the same time, if you can get that customer to your website, you've got to give them a reason to go there. You've got, I mean, once a uh, customer is familiar with their bus- your business, if there's no new reason to go to your website, they're not going to your website. At the same time, statistics have told us that for a local business, especially on mobile, this is a mobile statistic, for a local business, if a customer finds you on their mobile device, your website, which please tell me you have a mobile-friendly website. In this day and age, you cannot afford not to. But if a customer finds you on mobile, the statistics are very high. I mean, something like almost 80% of them that look up something on mobile will actually visit that business within 24 hours. Can you imagine that? What a funnel. And so you have to give people something. 
But once you get a customer coming to you, their first impression is going to be how you treat them and your service and, and that sort of thing. But what a better way to expose your business to them and, and on a deeper level and even more customers by having a podcast. And with a podcast, you market it internally. You give people the link. You might even have a a big QR code, you know, those kind of scannable codes that people can just put their smartphone up and scan that. It might, might be a sticker on the door. Listen to our podcast for podcast exclusive deals or specials, whatever you might want to say. You'd have that QR code. People would scan it in their smartphone and it would take them right to your podcast. And the cool thing about that is now you've got them on your channel where you control the content and you can just give them everything that you are passionate about, about your business. I envision a local podcast, a local business podcast, being able to use their podcast to explain to their customers why they started the business in the first place, to tell that story of the business. You know, a lot of stories of businesses start with a maybe with a family business being passed down they might also start with a layoff from a job you know that business owner has the opportunity to tell their customers why they were passionate enough about whatever their local business is to actually risk everything their home their children's future their future maybe even leave a golden handcuff type job to venture out and they can tell that story. So I encourage local businesses to get your story out. You control the narrative when you control the podcast. And so get your customers emotionally invested in the story behind your business. I know there are so many people that uh, would be would find that very fascinating and would resonate with that in a way that they might not with another local business if they don't know the story. So by telling your story, and then you know what you can do? You turn it to the stories of your employees. You turn it to, you know, most businesses have a handful of employees that have been there through th thick and thin. They have been there either from the beginning or they have become the the mainstay employees of the business and for that what a great way to host uh, to kind of be a host and and introduce your employees as your guests on your podcast have them tell their stories have them tell what they love about working at your establishment have them tell why they're there serving every day you know again it's a way for your customers to be introduced to your staff and your employees in a way that really tries to build a bond there. And the cool thing is, these are things that a local business can do that a chain business and a national franchise could never do because everything changes. It's such a constant change. But local businesses, they tend to have real long-term employees. So those are the people that you would then highlight. Now, once you've gotten your best assets introduced to your customers, and those best assets are your human resources. And once you've introduced them and have them uh, resonating with your customers, then you can look at your talent pool. Maybe you have an employee, maybe you're a restaurant, because restaurants is the first guide we're going to talk about. Restaurants are, are, you know, varied across every uh, 
community in every niche uh, you can find a restaurant for, whether it's Italian or, you know, Chinese or, or Mexican or whatever the genre is. But you might have employees that have specific skill sets. And it might be that you have an employee that, for whatever reason, just geeks out on different types of cheeses. Or you might have an employee that just geeks out on whatever. Maybe it's wine. Maybe it's olive oil. Maybe, you know, who who knows what it is. But that employee could then be featured in a spot on your podcast. Maybe just educating you on, you know, it's interesting because I can see this just unfolding as it happens. And I was in a restaurant yesterday. Um, It was Easter Sunday, and and we had a sunrise service on the beach, which was beautiful. I couldn't couldn't ask for a better setting. And that was early. And then we had a 10 o'clock service back at church. So in between there, we had like an hour and a half. So we went to one of our favorite restaurants. It's the Key Plaza Crepery. If you're ever in Key West, go there. You wouldn't expect it. It's in a strip shopping center, and when you walk in the door, you just it's not what you expect. But they have fantastic food, a fantastic price, and the owner came in. He's he's generally always there. Came in as we were there talking, and of course it was early in the day, so they weren't completely slammed yet. But we were talking to him, and we had they have this particular french press coffee that we love and i sell coffee on my coffee cart and i had recently broken both of my french presses they were cheap ones anyway and they have like every time i go into this restaurant i absolutely drool over their french press the, the actual french press of the uh coffee that they give us and i'm like oh this is so nice this is such good quality this, I mean, it, it, I just drool over it. I cannot even tell you. And so finally, uh, my partner said, I am going to, they sell French, these French presses at the restaurant. She said, I'm going to go over there and talk to them about the French presses. And I said, that's fine. Well, of course, I stayed there and drank the French press coffee um, so I could get my share of it. But next thing I know, um, she comes back with a French press coffee. She's like a French press coffee maker. And I had bought, so we had bought one. And before you know it, the owner had come over to us and he said, oh, you got a French press. He said, you know, I just noticed on your receipt that my wife had put the wrong price in on the computer. So you got a better deal than we'll normally give. I'll be having her correct that. But we sat there and had a 15-minute conversation about the techniques and the care that this restaurant uses to make their French press coffee. And this owner was passionate about it i mean he said he gave me all the tips he said okay you need to make sure you use a coarse grind you need to make sure that you use tap water don't use tap water use filtered water he said bottled water is even worse than tap water just make sure you use filtered water get a filter put it on your spigot and your faucet and and just use that and then he went into the technique of how much coffee to add and what roast if you have a medium roast coffee do this with it if you have a dark roast coffee do this but reduce the amount of water or reduce the amount of time because there's a timer that goes with it that you have to flip up and it's five or three minutes or whatever the roast is so he went on and he went even to the point of showing me on the french press here's how much water you put in now when you put in the coffee grounds here's what you have to do when you put them in they're going to float a little bit when you add the water to them you need to press it down with the back of the spoon don't stir it around that's going to make it bitter 
just gently press it down so that they're all submerged. Now, put this lid on, give it five minutes. I mean, he, we had a 15-minute conversation. It led to, whenever we ask him what kind of coffee he uses, use organic coffee only. He says you'll just find your, you have a much better uh, taste and you don't get the bitterness, the aftertaste that some people hate about coffee that's not organic. Then he went on to say, I only use this one particular brand. They're out of California. The reason I use them is because they're so particular about the way they do their coffee. He went on to talk about how he had to be interviewed by this coffee company in order to just carry their coffee products. And they had to make sure, that coffee company had to make sure they were well-schooled on using the coffee in a French press so that they were making good coffee that would be representative of the full potential of their coffee. And he went on, and I he asked what kind of coffee we used in it, and I told him, and uh, he said, you know, what you're paying right now for that coffee, because we told him where we were getting it and what we got, and it, it was organic and, and fair trade and all that kind of thing, but... He said, what you're paying right now is actually less than I pay for my coffee to sell in this restaurant. And he said, essentially, to get it here, it's it's about $20 a pound for me to get the coffee here. He said, but it's so important for me to have a really good coffee because people come back and they can't duplicate what we're doing here in the restaurant at home and so they continue to come back in here and so he said my goal is to be able to get them to be able to do what we're doing here at home but they've got to follow the same process and he said as you do this your your palate will get very refined and he said I can I can tell when somebody's made a French press coffee and they haven't gotten all the air out of it because it will make it bitter and it will and he just I mean he he was passionate about that coffee. Those are the things that send up my radar because that is something that you could so easily share with your customers. And when you can get your customers as passionate about the product you produce as you are, that is a win because they're going to come in with an appreciation for it and they're going to know that you share that same appreciation for the quality or whatever it is that that product offers. And they are going to be locked into you forever. And that is what you want. So those are the type things. Whenever you get in a restaurant and you see that it has some sort of specialty or some sort of, I mean, this restaurant is a crepery. So they, they're passionate about their crepes as well. So, I mean, you know, there's so much content right there that those podcasts could actually bring out to their customers. I mean, it's crazy. It really is crazy that you have this much content. And that particular restaurant that I'm talking about, you know, the same employees are there. The same employees are there time after time, and they work hard, and they take ownership for what's going on. And so I could see that restaurant being a great model for local podcasts. Uh, for a restaurant because there's so much content there. You know, they they have a crazy brunch on Sunday afternoons and they do fantastic Eggs Benedict and they have bottomless mimosas and they do all this stuff. But you know what? A lot of people will never know about it. But the whole thing is, once you do, you know, you get your employees introduced to your customers, you get your content out there, you get your product, then you're kind of up to speed with your customers. And so from there, you can start adding promotions. 
You can start adding contests, contests. You could even do specials. You know, you might have every Wednesday have some sort of special that you're only announcing on the podcast, and it's a fantastic deal so that everybody waits for Wednesday to see what it is to know whether they're coming to you on Wednesday night for dinner or whether they're going to do their normal Thursday night. Do you see how it could unfold? I have the vision for it and really being able to develop a tribe of people that wait every whatever frequency you're going to have the podcast every week or every day or every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for your podcast to know what's going on in your restaurant. You know, you might have something special going on. You might have a special music person coming in uh, to do music. You might even have a local author that's going to be there and do a book signing. Uh, you never know. You might have um, a local artist that has uh, asked to put paintings on the wall. And so now you've kind of got an art exhibit and you can let people know about that. At the same time, if your menu changes, you can update your customers on your menu changes. I mean, do you see where this can go? I mean, it really is limitless because things change all the time. If you, as a restaurant owner, find a new supplier and you have a brand new product, it's a great way to introduce it. And so I picture this as not a huge long podcast like this is with a, you know, 30 minutes or an hour time frame, but I picture the podcast being, you know, maybe 10 to 15 minutes of just catching up and just really trying to get behind um, what your business is and putting it out there with your customers. And the better marketing campaign you have internally for your podcast, the better results you will get. And so I can just see this being a way for businesses to really kind of almost have their own show and have their own channel that they have their own listeners listening to. So beginning next week, we will have uh, the beginning of the introduction to the Restaurant Guide for Local Podcasting, and I'll walk you through that. It's going to be a course, and so um, I'll walk you through what it takes for a restaurant to get on a podcast and get it up and going and the cost is very low and it's a great great way to get to the point where you are building your local tribe with virtually no money you know because it doesn't cost very much so and I'm excited about what it can do for local businesses and I'm excited about the trends that could be set and it could be taken to a completely different place you know there are people that have employees in their restaurants that Maybe their career, maybe they've been at the restaurant for a long time, but a lot of times, especially in Key West or other places where um, the arts and everything are very, very alive and well, you might have an employee that works in a restaurant by day, but you know what? What they really do is they like to sing at night, and maybe they have a different gig that they do at nights where they play in a band or they do some other thing, and that's also a way to help get your employees the exposure to help them live the life they want. And so I see it as a way for you to introduce hidden talents. And you might even get to a point where you have an employee that writes your intro for your show. You might even get to the point where you have the employee that writes the music for it. You might get to a point where you have an employee that completely just geeks out on doing the podcast and they take it and run with it let them. You might turn it from an audio podcast to a video podcast and before you know it, before you know it, you have your own local show. 
the possibilities are limitless. But what a great way for a local business to take on their own marketing campaign, not having to pay a bunch of consultants from outside, not having to put a bunch of dollars into advertising for flyers or direct mail or other things that they don't know are going to get any return on their investment at all. And yet here they can take control of it and control everything about building their own customer base. It's, it's exciting. It gets me excited. It gets me excited for the local businesses. And I love being able to do that. So that's what we've got coming up. I wanted to give you, get you caught up on it and know that next Monday we'll We'll start phase one of uh, the podcasting guide for local restaurants. So before I leave you today, I wanted to let you know again that our podcast sponsor for this podcast is Team Podcast. Now, Team Podcast has a completely different way of doing business. We have all the resources under one entity so that you can come to us and essentially leave all of your podcast tasks for support, and we will do them for you for one monthly fee. It's a great way to free up your time to do what you love to do, which is create great podcasts. And so I'm excited to be able to partner with Team Podcast and let them sponsor our show and get more exposure so that people that are podcasting can get the relief they need and not sit there and silently suffer with podcast overwhelm teampodcast.com. We've got everything we need to help you out. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We couldn't be happier uh, to be here with you and have you spend this time with us. I know it's valuable time. Your time is as valuable as anyone's, and I can't thank you enough for letting me spend it with you. You guys have a fantastic day. If you have not yet taken the steps you need to live the life you want, today is your day. Take one step today. Take one step tomorrow. Take one step the day after. And before you know it, you will have paved the way for the life you want. Thanks so much for joining us. You guys have a good day. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 